Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. I'm so glad that you're here today because you're in for a real treat. Barbara Cameron is back on the show, and we've been talking about what it's like to raise kids in the spotlight in Hollywood and her journey of coming to know the Lord and how that changed the trajectory of her family. You guys are going to love this one. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so for everybody who's brand new to the show, I am very glad that you have joined us here. And for those of you who've been here for a while, what are we going on, you guys? Now 16 million downloads just in the last year and a half alone. So thank you guys for listening to the show and for sharing it with your friends and your family, for sharing it on social media and for helping me get a message out there of really just getting off the bench and into the culture. God wants us to be salt and light. It's one of the reasons I love Barbara Cameron so much. She's definitely done an amazing job of raising her kids. And I think a lot of you think, wow, these these moms, you know, raising these extraordinary kids must come from perfect homes. It's not the case. And what I love so much about Barbara is her transparency and her openness to just talk about their family and bring it down so that we can all relate to it. Barbara's back with me today. Barbara, my friend, welcome back to the show. Thank you for uh, having me back. I'm so glad that you're here. I really appreciate your willingness to just be a regular person and uh, and let people in because I think that the perception, you know, especially if you see someone who's successful, uh, is particularly in the spotlight. I, I had a conversation with Kirk not that long ago, and he was just like, you know, people think, and I think this is true, right? They see me in a movie on television and they think. I'm like that in real life. No, I'm not a doctor. I just literally just played one on TV, right? right, right. It's not who I am. And I right. think um, the more that we can do as uh, as children of God, especially to just say, hey, this is what life, this is what it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it encourages people to stay in the game. So I, I appreciate so much. You know, you're saying no, it wasn't it wasn't as easy as it as it looked. And we talked yesterday about the perception that your kids were raised in a Christian home because of the outspokenness, particularly of Kirk and Cameron's uh, faith in an environment that is so hostile to Christianity and to the values that we hold so dear in the Bible. But you said that uh, there was a point in which you really struggled in your marriage. So I want to get to that. But first, I want to find out what really what took you from, you know, taking just putting baby Jesus under the tree at Christmas time to uh, wanting to just really walk with the Lord? Many, many years later, <laughs> really. Um, it, uh, I think in the beginning, I had a very childlike faith, um, mm. and yet I didn't really know how to train up my children. I didn't read the Bible. I, I really didn't um, know how to do that. And being married to a man who didn't believe in God, I didn't have a spiritual leader Mm-hmm. Um, to help me through that. And so it was really through maybe relationships and seeds being planted through other people. Um, and then a and then a really difficult time when my husband and I um, had separated and somebody had invited him to church and my children started going to church and they were teenagers at the, at the time. And uh, I prayed for my children all the time. I had my own relationship with Jesus and um, and prayed all the time, but uh, I didn't know whether I was truly saved. Every time I would go to church, I would ask myself, or if I'd hear the altar call, I'm like, "Oh, is that me? Is that, you know, is that is that for me? Am I supposed to stand up again? Did I? 
wasn't I a good enough girl, you know? And so that went on for, you know, many years until um, a situation happened in our marriage where I felt like, you know, I'm, I wasn't, my marriage wasn't good. And I think going to the studio was a little bit of an escape from really the realities of home. I was getting uh, recognition of being, you know, the children's mom. Um, it was fun. It was exciting. There was lots going on. And uh, it was kind of an escape. And um, what happened basically was a, a situation where I wasn't looking for it. But you know the enemy. When we are weak, uh, he knows right where to go. And so I was getting some attention from a particular uh, person on the set and really feeling pretty good about myself and getting some of those accolades that I didn't get at home. And so I fell into this um, uh, situation where I was ready to, you know, gee, I I'm tired of not being... Um, spoken to nicely. I'm tired of being controlled a little bit, being, you know, aver verbally and um, a little mentally not being um, uh, treated very well. And so I thought, wow. And I, I think I went to a therapist at this time and it wasn't a Christian therapist. And, you know, they were encouraging me though. No, you know, go ahead. You do you, do what's you, best for that's you. Right. Yeah. Do you. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. I did do me which was the biggest mistake. It was all about me, myself, mm -hmm. and I. And I wasn't really thinking about anybody else. And so the, at about 16 years later, I decided that I was financially stable. I could leave. And I left. I left my mm -hmm. kids. And um, I thought that they'll be fine. They're kids. They'll bounce back. They'll be okay. I was justifying everything mm -hmm. uh, to make this other relationship work. And it wasn't a physical relationship. It was a more of a, a, a fantasy, you know, mm -hmm. and yet mm -hmm. I was taking everything he did that he felt the same way I did. Yeah. And then there came a point in time after I left and, you know, it was uh, uh, my, my husband finally realized what was going on and because mm -hmm. uh, I did leave and he was devastated and the kids were you know, not good and didn't understand a whole lot. And and how old were they when this uh, was happening? Well, um, I'm going to say uh, Kirk was probably about 16, 15, 16. So Candace was probably around 10 mm. or 11. Yeah. And my other girls. So it was, uh, it didn't last very long. I'm going to say maybe about six to eight months, but it was, um, it was a wake up call. And, um, you know, through those kinds of valleys that we go through, uh, God yeah. teaches us a lot. And he, yeah. he taught me about um, uh, how selfish I was. You know, it wasn't looking at my husband and blaming him. It was looking at myself. And when I started looking at myself and not understanding the gospel as much as I thought I did, mm. uh, and working at Living Waters and understanding God, um, that marriage isn't about happiness, it's about holiness, um, and learning about the commandments and God's standards of righteousness, not the world's standards and uh, of happiness. And so I realized I started taking those Ten Commandments and using them as a mirror to examine my own heart and saw how 
you know, I wasn't as good as I thought I was. And so it was through that uh, period of time where uh, my husband and I were able to um, restore our marriage. He was very uh, wonderful in receiving me back. And um, we just you know, did everything we could to make it work. We said we were going to give it a hundred percent. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. But at least we can say we didn't try. Now, how many years were you married at this point? Um, 16 years. Yeah. yeah. I think I, and the reason I ask is because, you know, I, I mean, obviously you're married 53 years now and I'm married 33 years. Mm-hmm. And I think people wrongly assume that if you can just get through the first seven years, yeah. You know, because yeah, <laughs> right you hear about you. Thank you, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, <laughs> if you can just get through the first seven years, everything's great. But right. I have said, you know, several times on the show that uh, the year of my 25th, our 25th anniversary, probably one of the roughest years mm. of our marriage. There were mm-hmm. so many, so many things coming at us at once. Mm-hmm. Kids starting to leave our home, a shift right. in oh, in what we were doing. So many seasons. So many seasons, and it uh, it really. I mean, it was our uh, on our twenty fifth anniversary that our two oldest daughters were like, "Hey, mom and dad, we got you guys a hotel. Get out of here! Right. Like, go go work it out, right? Because you know? right. we're just you know bickering and just mm-hmm. you know you know every little thing he was doing was making me crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the the thing yeah. that was true conversely. Yeah. But I want people to know there's there's hope. Yeah. You can't you can't just bail. We look and we go, hey, the grass is going to be greener. No, you're going to take your problems right into the next relationship right. and yeah. devastate your family in the process. Right. And I think, um, you know, God uses those situations to show our children, you know, that marriage wasn't something that you give up on during those difficult yes. times, that uh, yeah. they learned about love. They learned about forgiveness. They learned that marriage was a covenant with God mm. and not just a piece of paper that you can tear up when things get tough. Mm. And uh, that, that God will refine you through those trials and bring you out the other end, um, mm. gaining that truth that marriage is about, like, like I said, holiness, um, mm. not happiness. Boy, that's that's uh, counter to the culture right now. That's for Boy. sure. We're going to take a quick break. You guys, uh, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Barbara, if you when you think about where the Lord brought you, I mean, fifty three years, woman, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys have that's an extraordinary legacy, an extraordinary story that that, that God has been writing in your marriage. And I I think looking at the culture right now, particularly as it relates to the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm which everyone knows it's on its head, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's almost impossible to find a show that is even, you know, I, I most of this, I'd say 90% of it, I wouldn't even take my, I wouldn't take my kids, certainly wouldn't take my grandkids uh, to most of the stuff that's out now. Right. Because the culture has such a, it's so wrong-headed in its mm-hmm. understanding of family. Mm-hmm. When you think of the moms right now, because I, I got to thinking, you know, when you were talking about being, uh, you're getting accolades, you know, mm-hmm. And and kind of starting to see yourself through a wrong lens right. for a while. But it doesn't – you don't have to be a, a Hollywood mom 
you know, right. to have that happen to you. It can happen in your work. That's right. That's right. It could happen as a homeschool mom. I was just uh, just a couple of days ago, I was doing speaking for a group of young mothers here at the Homeschool Resource Center. And I was telling them I, I could sit here for hours and tell you stories of, of people who were famous, really well-known within the homeschool community who after 15, 16, 17 years of homeschooling, their marriages fell apart, their kids walked away from the Lord because somewhere along the line, we stopped listening to the Lord Mm -hmm. and we started just allowing the messages from the world, whether it's through somebody else or through media or whatever it is, to uh, impact our heart. What's your encouragement to the listeners today who either are unhappy because that's where it starts, right? An unhappiness in your heart, a discontentment, whether it's your marriage or your job or your family or mother or whatever it is. How do we guard against that so that we protect the thing that is so precious, which is our marriages and our families? Hmm. I think, um, you know, a lot has to do with self, like a Mm. lot of selfishness. Um, I know for me, Now, today, after all these years, um, my focus is, number one, on the Lord. Um, And trying to put, um, you know, my husband first, my children, um, not creating so much about myself. Um, Mm. Yeah, 53 years. uh, That's a lot. I mean, I'm just like, girl, you're like goal. You're like marriage goals. This would be my hashtag marriage goals, you know, that you can come through difficult because it is hard. It is very hard. Can we just be honest about it? It is hard. And and we are working on it. I'm still working on it. Yeah, because we're selfish by nature. Yes. I'm still working on it. And it's just uh, communication um, is still, you know, I'm still trying to figure how to communicate with my husband because we are so different. Yeah. So, so different. but Which um, is what makes it fun. Y- yes. And yep. also what makes it a pain in the butt. That's right. <laughs> because <laughs> that thing that you thought was so cute and sexy yeah. when you first got married, you know, you give it 25, 30 years. Like, okay, that's actually not cute and sexy anymore. I don't like it. Everybody else you know. laughs. But we right. heard it. <laughs> it. It's true. I know. It, it's so true because we are – we really are – um, selfish by nature. You, you've you been really candid, and I so appreciate it, just the transparency, because we need that, I think, now yeah. more than we've ever needed it. You know, there's no perfect family. There's no perfect marriage. There are no right. perfect kids, no perfect scenario. Money doesn't fix it uh, when we're hurting. But you mm-hmm. said something that really ministered to me. It's basically, you know, when you finally understood the gospel, you right. started to see yourself differently as your role, your role as a wife, your role as a mom. Talk to the parents who are listening to this today who are feeling like, you know what? I give up. It's not worth it. The grass surely is greener on the other side. Surely if Mm -hmm. I just trade this, this life for another one, uh, or maybe they're investing, you know, too much in their kids. I mean, you could say, well, you know, it's easy to get the attention of a a member of the opposite sex and feel like, Hey, that's going to be the thing. But there are, there are moms listening to this and they're getting their identity from their kids, right? Uh, which true. I imagine that would have been an easy thing for you to do also. Right. Uh, but- and I think that's the big, I think that's the big question is where is your identity found? Yeah. My identity is found in Jesus now. Mm. I mean, he is everything. I put him first and foremost as best I can. We're not perfect. Uh, we mess up. Um, but each day is a new day. 
and uh, I do everything I can to uh, get myself in line with him and what he's called me to do and how to treat others and how to treat my husband and, you know, not be selfish, put people first. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just, I just seek the Lord with all my heart, mind, soul and strength as best I can. Mm. And uh, I, you know, I... I don't memorize scripture very well. I mean, what I know the Lord has really given me on my heart, he's placed on my heart of the Ten Commandments. And if I could share anything with anyone, that is the mirror that will help us to see if we are in the faith to keep us in line of God's standards of righteousness, not the world's standard of happiness. Oh, and wow. I'm, I'm, I'm convicted every, you know, when I do something, that's the Holy Spirit. Conscience is it con means with science means knowledge. With knowledge, we know when we're doing right. We know when we're doing wrong. And so, the Ten Commandments is my my anchor, you know, to keep me in line and grateful for the Holy Spirit that uh, He keeps me there. And uh, you know, God prunes me and and grows me and trains me even after 53 years. I'm mm. still learning. I'm still growing. And I think the, the best thing is that I'm content. I had a lot of trials in my life in the last year with losing my sister, losing my mother, having breast cancer, having two knee surgeries. I mean, there was a lot there, but I, I learned so much from each one. And I think the word I learned was content. I am content if the Lord decides to to take me home. He blessed me throughout my life and I am content and grateful. And um, I couldn't ask for anything more. Jesus is my all. He's everything. And so I myself, uh, my, my identity is found in him, not in myself anymore. Mm, I love that. And it, it coincides so well with what God put on my heart for the whole month of October, I'm teaching on identity. I think the world, we're so fixated right now with sexual identity, right? And just yes. that's where that's where the culture is at right now. The sort of undoing of what God said is good. Mm-hmm. And we've got to get back to the basics, you know, getting back to homemaking, right? I've been talking right. to moms oh. a lot about that. Like, yes. you guys, homemaking, there's an art to homemaking. There's something precious about your heart being at home. And uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this, Barbara, because I haven't talked to you about it, but I sure have been talking to my podcast people lately. I'm on kind of on a sourdough bread cooking, baking kick. Oh, are you? And I, oh yeah, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a starter in the mail, girl. And you're going to be like, I know where this, (laughs) I know where this came from. And I, I said, you know, I'm working out my salvation in the kitchen. You know, mm-hmm. um, kneading that dough and watching the first mm. loaf that I made that was so bad, you know, but I made my family eat it anyway. My husband's like, oh, this is real good as he's trying not to break his teeth on my first my first <laughs> loaf of sourdough, <laughs> sourdough bread. But, you know, every time I did it, I had to take a look at that, that loaf yeah. and go, okay, what did I do wrong? That's right. And, and there are lessons to be learned. Absolutely. I, I love this. And I, I wrote it down that you said, you know, we, we need to strive for God's standard of righteousness, not the world's standard of happiness. And yes. his standard is in his word. And that's how we get yes. to know him. And, yes. Uh, you are, you are just a treasure. I, I love learning from you. It's so encouraging to hear from a woman that's sweet. been walking with the Lord and married as long as you have been. I know there's a lot of people listening to this today that are like, you know what? Uh, maybe it's time for me to set a new trajectory for my life. And you can do that with the help of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Amen. 
Well, Barbara Cameron, tell us again about the title of your book, because I told you, I'm going to link back to, I'm, I'm going to link, we didn't even get to talk about it today, darn it all. I don't know if there's any, I don't even know if there's any left, but uh, there might be some used ones on, on Amazon. It's called A Full House of Growing Pains, uh, basically a mother's journey through Hollywood. And it's, it's my story, raising children in the business I love and it. marriage and everything. Yeah. Mm, I love it. And again, where we can find your podcast. Uh, it's Splash. I believe the Splash Zone is on Facebook. And also you can go to shaleenbryan.com. You I can love find it. it there. Yeah. And you guys, I will link back to that in the show notes today. So for everyone who's driving, fear not, I'll link back to all things Barbara Cameron in the show notes today. Barbara, you're a treasure. Thank you so much for spending some <laughs> time you. with me today. I always <laughs> laugh when I talk to you. And I always, I always leave feeling lighter than when I came in. So I appreciate oh, that. You're so sweet. Thank you, Heidi. You're very, you're very welcome. Come back again soon. We'll catch up again. Okay. Bye-bye. You, you guys, for more information on Barbara Cameron, uh, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Click on the show notes and I'll link back to her podcast and her book in the show notes today. I hope you guys have been encouraged that the Lord is in the business of restoring and he restores marriages. He restores nations, which is why we continue to pray for our country. God is the healer. And boy, we need his healing now more than ever. So I hope you guys have been encouraged today. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and